Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 17, Delaware. Yay! <laughs> um, and if you can't tell, my voice is kind of <laughs> partially MIA at the moment. We went to 221BCon this weekend, and I'm still in recovery mode. So, And that's also why we're, why we're a little late this week. Uh, this week so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was an episode of Sleepy Hollow, and the thing that I've been saying, please don't happen, happened. So yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah, you. I was not doing so well yesterday, but I'm much better you today. S- yeah, you sound like a person today. Mostly. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. It'll be all right. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's okay. You get to talk first. Yay! Oh wait, no, I have uh. We have pre-back. We do have one pre-back. Okay. From uh. That guy who writes us those things. I'm stalling because I uh, accidentally logged out of the email. <laughs> Is it Joe? It's Joe. Okay. Uh, okay. We're not we're not operating on full capacity if you guys can't no. tell. I'm sorry. Okay. Joe wrote in and he says, well, Batman versus Superman was great. And interestingly enough, we actually went and saw it today. And it was... I. We did not agree. Great is not a word I would have applied to it. No. I don't know what I just watched. Yeah, of course I was super tired and cranky. We were both exhausted and had just seen Zootopia right before it. Yeah. Uh, Literally right before it. Yes, we saw two movies back to back in the theater because, well, we can do that. Yeah, we can for full free. Um, Yeah, perks of having family in the (laughs) system. Anyway. He says, ladies, I hope you enjoyed yourself this weekend. And if you cannot tell um, <laughs> by the sound of Queenie's voice. We did. So much yelling. So much yelling. There, there was a burlesque. So There was. There was. There was it a burlesque. Was awesome. A fandom burlesque. No fandom less. burlesque. I mean, Ron Weasley will never look the same to me again. Nope. It'll be awesome. <laughs> um, and we had a very safe journey. Thank you. We did. Thank you. Anyway, he says, ah, look at the bright side, Queenie. At least we have not had to suffer through flashbacks showing us how perfect Abby and Daniel were together. That's true. And I don't remember seeing Abby Reynolds on her doodle pads. <laughs> That's true as well. Pandora said Abby and Ichabod love each other. Janya has frequently said she's not lying. I do say that a lot, don't I? <laughs> Pretty sure this makes Dana Abby nothing more than a vanishing act. God, now, I hope so. Yeah. Now we can add witness vision, demon vision from last week's podcast, and Game Boy <laughs> puddle vision to our season of vision. <laughs> It was the vision season, the, wasn't it? The little bowl is the is is that the Game Boy Puddle Vision where she's using the bowl? Yeah, the por- the portable version. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's right. like Puddle Vision except for it's portable. It's great. <laughs> uh, speaking of demon vision, since Ichabod has it, can we assume Abby also has it? Anticipating a yes, I shall continue. That would be a yes. Yeah. I wonder if creepy boss guy CBG. Who is, is, wait, I can't even get through the sentence. I wonder if creepy boss guy CBG is who Lori was protecting Abby and Jenny from. That was Lori being mom. Yeah. I don't think, I don't. Because she got real paranoid. Is he old enough though? I think he's like her parents' age. Okay. He could have been old enough. That's an interesting theory. Sorry, actually, especially off. yeah, especially in light of what we find out in this episode. 
He continues, once he realized the lengths she would go to, he decided to back off for a while. Maybe she told Ezra about a demon, but he cannot identify it and is hanging around until he can. Seems to me if Abby is being recruited that CBG should want to meet her unless he knows she is a witness and he is a demon like Colonel Tarleton. Tarleton. That person. Trying to hide that fact. I think we all feel that Ezra's couldn't get out of the Navy story is enough to fill Biff's convertible. Maybe he is around to deal with CBG. Well, as in the upcoming episode we're about to discuss proves... Yeah. Joe might be onto something here. Um, he says, if the Hidden One wanted Pandora, the witnesses, or anyone dead, what happened to Puddle Splash? If the Hidden One wanted Pandora, the witnesses, or anyone dead... Because he used the Puddle Splash before to kill... Yeah. That's, that's a good point. The Kindred? Also, at least the map was cool. <laughs> the the map, map was pretty cool. The map was cool. That was the cool. That was the only cool thing in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says maybe they find Betsy in the same state as the hidden one when we first saw him. She would only be twenty four hundred years old. Abby can regenerate her with some energy from the Eye of Providence. They could sit around the cave reminiscing. Dime to a donut. She would say, "My love," at least once. And you thought Katrina was as bad as it gets. <laughs> Oh, God, we did, too. That's that's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, he says, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the episode's defining moment. If that was supposed to be a romantic kiss, then it's a miracle the human race is not extinct. I think that was Roy Rogers and Del Evans singing Happy Trails in the background. <laughs> I think I heard that. That's I awesome. I do believe I heard that. So that was Joe on last week's episode. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Okay, you ready to get to the recap? Boy, howdy. I'm, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, I'm going to apologize that this podcast is probably not up to our usual snuff. <laughs> Actually, yes, I, I will say that too. We're both quite exhausted right now. So. What's ironic is we, we, were, we were actually panelists this year We were on, on the How to Podcast panel. We were. This is not How to Podcast. No. This is how not to podcast. (laughs) But we're doing it anyway. Yeah, we're here because we love you guys. So So, there we go. Um, So we start out and this right away, I was like, well, this is all I need in this episode because Ichabod is, of course, in true Ichabod fashion. Because he eats his feelings? Well, because he eats his feelings and because he's a giant nerd that can't do anything halfway. That's true. That's true. He, of course, has now become this like master barista. He makes Abby this gorgeous cappuccino with, like, the foam art, which I couldn't decide whose face that was, and you think it was his face on it. I don't know. But I was like, I, I don't know My first impression that was that it was his. I, that would make sense. I mean, whose else, who else's face would it be? I don't know. I was kind of expecting it to be their symbol. You know, their, their new... But whatever. Um, so, it, you know, and and she's like, she comes back in and she's like, you know, I, I stopped drinking coffee. And he's like, well, you stopped drinking coffee because you had to. And I made you this beautiful thing. And this is when she's brought him a really fancy schmancy donut. Donut is love. Donut is love. And like he eats it and she drinks the, she drinks the cappuccino and she brushes some frosting well, off of his. Like, it's so adorable. Oh, my God. It's and great. 
she like he like steals her coffee or something. It's yes, it's he takes so a sip cute. of it. It's so familiar, and it's it reeks of the uh, last night before we go into battle. Trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reeks of it. Yeah, and it's so cute and heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. I was. I was. My little shipper heart was happy. Aww. Um, but then this is when. This is when Ichabod's kind of like dancing around trying to ask her something. And she's like, yeah, I'm really hella scared, by the way. Yeah, a little bit. And she's like, but guess who's not going alone? You. You ain't going without me. Yeah. So um, she nipped that in the bud. Um, So this is when uh, we go to the archives later. And um, Team Witness, which, you know, now includes Sophie, is there. And they are, um, they're, they're there also with, uh, with Pandy. Yes, they are. But. But. Did you do director writer? I didn't. God crap it. I'm sorry. Okay, let's 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 do that now. Um, it was directed. <laughs> yeah, because I was excited because I was going to tell you stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, it was directed by Mark Roskin, who is an executive producer for all the librarian movies, the librarian TV show, and Leverage. Wow. Also directed seven episodes of The Librarian so far and 19 episodes of Leverage. That's like most of them. Yeah, and he was the a- he was the first AD or AAD on um the pilot of Leverage. So, I was just like, "Yay, I knew you'd like that." Yay. Um it was written by Damian Kindler, who we know and love from like 10 other episodes of Sleepy Hollow, Lester Kia Solomon Sanctuary, Indispensable Man, Go Where I Send Thee, Mama, what Lies Beneath, Blood and Fear, and Sins of the Father. So, yeah. The, Damien, man. The Indispensable Man. Oh. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I have to rewatch that episode now that I can't stop listening to Hamilton. So I know, I know, because you dragged me into it now. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything looks different now, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. That's a whole other ball game anyway yeah so they're there with pandy and um (laughs) it was so funny because jenny has no chill and jenny's like hey she's gonna betray us and she's like five feet away (laughs) dude i'm right here yeah and um shouldn't even care though yeah yeah and pandy's like um hey uh he's gonna kill me now along with everybody else because i'm just a human now and um and so this is when Reynolds shows up, dun, dun, dun. and I was like, mm. "I don't like it." You know, I mean, you know, that's how I react to him ninety-seven percent of the time. That's true. And um, he's like, "Oh, can I join your team now?" And everybody's like, "Abby." And so she pulls him. She pulls him aside, and and they talk. And um, he's like, "I'm I'm I'm here to help save the world." And it kind of felt egotistically to me. And that's probably tempered with the fact that I don't like him. There's that. and Like, I, I'm here to help save the world. I, I just, he really doesn't know what he's getting into. Because you better not be no in for this shit clue. for glory, because there ain't and, no glory in it. Well, this isn't exactly the time to hold his hand and guide him along. This is not the time. Yes, this is not your first case no. kind of a deal. Yeah, my, my gut instinct would be, okay, I appreciate that, but next time. Watch our back from official channels. Yeah. You know. Um, just this is now it's not the time to have to hold his hand and yeah. show him the ropes no be ready to mobilize if we need an official presence yeah somewhere. the last thing they need is to babysit yeah so whatever um so abby's like um i go she couldn't forgive herself if anything ever happened to him oh uh, and he's like no no i want to be here and, and grow up a little 
yeah and he's like when it's all over we can we can go to the cabin or the house in virginia beach or whatever and he's yeah, like everything's gonna be just fine yeah yeah Mm-hmm. gross and i'm like oh she already has a really nice house with her with her man in it so you know whatever um so they agree and reynolds is gonna help and um she this is when they reemphasize that they have eight hours to get the hidden one because of the whole uh the whole hourglass thing which that hourglass isn't that big so why did this like he's had that hourglass for what like three episodes now i'm just i'm just very confused about the whole power omnipotence business i don't well and last we heard we had 48 hours Mm-hmm. So, the fuck? So, I don't know what's going on. I don't either. Um, And so, this is when Ichabod's like, all right, listen. Abby and I are going to go to the catacombs um, because they, they've got Betsy's flag um, because that's the only way to restore the box, which the box is the only way to stop it. Sure, sure, sure. And so, um, the uh, B-Squad is going to um, kind of just try to delay the hidden one, which I was happy that Reynolds didn't end up on the on the expedition with Abby and Ichabod. Because that was that's what I was afraid of. The second he popped up, I was like... Hmm. Um, but see, Daniel... And, and uh, it's going to hurt me to say this. Daniel made a good point. Daniel's, uh, or Reynolds does make a good point. They don't know enough about their enemy. Um, and so, which is funny because Pandy's right there. And he wants, wonders why they ha- they both have to go to the catacombs. And this is where I thought, like, he would go with them. And Pandora's like... Or he like, would try to. Yeah. And um, Pandora's like, um, you know, she... The box can only be restored if both witnesses are present. Can can we just... Can I just interject in here? Because yeah, I'm having yeah. this thought. And I don't want it to disappear because I'll forget in five seconds. Um, Pandy don't give a shit what they think, what they think about her. Yeah. She's like... She gives no fucks. She has... Her field is barren. Yeah. Yeah. And dry, and cracking, <laughs> and salted. Even the but even so, she's still trying to save their lives. Yeah, and she keeps like she's very calmly logicking them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, you know, it, yeah. So. I like I like Pandy a lot better away from the hidden one. Oh yeah, yeah. When she is her own person, she's much more interesting. Oh, I I I agree wholeheartedly. And so, um, this is when. Um, Jenny's like, oh, Pandy isn't going with you guys. And, um, she's like, so she's like, okay, well that makes sense because she's totally trying to save her ass because it's dangerous to go to the catacombs. And Pandora's like, um, I'm sorry, do you, do you know how my ex-husband works? Do you know all the magic magic? Because I, I know all the magic magic. <laughs> and Ichabod's like, okay, well we're going to go. All right, see you guys later. We're out. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> So they they drive and Ichabod is driving and I was like okay I was again this is great and um they've got they're towing a boat and it's very domestic and um so Ichabod starts they're just think- going camping yeah Ichabod starts thinking back on uh, the last time he saw Betsy right before the crossing of the Delaware A.K.A. the catacombs Da-da-dum. and um so he almost swerves into traffic. And Abby's like, so do I need to drive? And he's like, no, no. But he says that, um, and this can, I will say this confused me for a minute because Ichabod says that Betsy was changed after she came back from the catacombs. And I was like, you said in the last episode, you never saw her again. But he explains that she sent him a letter afterwards terminating 
their relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, he um, calls it a friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and um, so, like, he said that she's very different. So, for a second there, I was like, wait a minute, I'm confused. Well, and he but... even talks about her getting married and having children and whatnot. Yeah. They never really explain that. Yeah, because, like, the letter I, could un- I can understand... Because I was faked. So, what was that all about? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Um, so, I'm, I'm like thinking, did Washington just choose some woman off the street and go, you're Betsy Ross now? <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> go be Betsy Ross? <laughs> go be really method I mean, with that. I don't, what know. I don't the, know. Huh? Yeah. Well, uh, and how much, how, how long after was Ichabod, um put under like i don't i don't know the time frame between the crossing of the delaware so like how much time was there for him to be like oh yeah she got married of the delaware was in 1776 and ichabod was buried in 1781 that sounds about right so there's time there was time but who did he hear about because there was sure as hell one betsy ross again the woman (laughs) on the street Washington paid some homeless woman some good money <laughs> to pretend to be Betsy Ross the rest of her life. And she's like, yeah, I, I made know. that flag. I made that flag real good. It's it's the fact that he brings it up. That's so kind of just because there's we'll no ignore, explanation. We'll ignore the fact that Bessie, Betsy didn't, you know, m- spontaneously leave the earth in 1776. <laughs> Like we're gonna ignore that. We're just gonna ignore in all history. That, so. so okay, great, whatever. And so this is when um we go back to the archives and Jenny's like um they need to focus on the hourglass because that's where his power is gonna come from. Somebody just needs to break the goddamn hourglass, okay? Like, I well, mean, come on. Toward the end, I just kept thinking somebody run up to it and flip it over. I know. Like, uh, I'm yeah. like, I like anytime somebody got near it, I'm like, just push it. Just push it. Well, when Jenny was even with her gun, couldn't Jenny have shot the hourglass? I think she... Okay, I want to bitch about that scene when we get to it. Okay, okay. Um, So this is when Pandora's like, oh, hey, here's where he's going because of the fucking ley lines because aren't those convenient? And um, he's going to Bear Mountain, which, like, I'm sure there are mountains named Bear Mountain, but that just juxtaposed with the hidden one in Pandora. It just sounded kind of weird because it's a focal point. And he's going to amplify his power even further. And um, this is why they, they mentioned that uh, it's surrounded by ley lines. And Pandora's like, um, they can use those to focus power against the hidden one. So I'm like, okay, sounds fake, but okay. Um, and so uh, Ichabod and Abby get the boat out on the river. And um, I kind of thought it had to be at dawn's early light. Or was that just to show the map? I was thinking it was supposed to be Dawn's early light okay. that triggered it. That's what I thought too, but it wasn't. So okay, she's just saying. Not the just song. me. It wasn't just me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, she just sings. I don't understand how the singing of it helped. But yeah. Whatever. And so she sings, and she's like, "Wow, this is kind of stupid." But then it starts working. It was. And they're suddenly transported to the river Styx. Okay. Remind me the next time I go canoeing down a river. Not to sing the Star not Spangled to carry Banner. Carry the American flag and sing the national okay. anthem. Because, okay, just remind me never to go canoeing down a river. How's okay. That? Let's just keep it simple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they they go down the river and um. Abby's like, hey, without a, apparently without a paddle, without a paddle, because I didn't see one. I didn't either. 
So Abby's like, hey, remember how many times we've almost been dead? Like you were put to sleep. I got trapped in purgatory. It was all this stuff. And um, and he says something like we can endure. It. And she's like, yeah, we can endure. I can endure anything. It's the losses that hurt me. Again, it's another tropey. We're going to face our death conversation. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of this, this episode really felt like the ramping up to a finale. The whole it episode did. really felt it like really that. It really did. Which was, is good. Yeah, because we got one more episode a lot left of, after this. There was a lot of build up. Yeah. The pacing of this episode flowed that direction mm-hmm. too, which felt good. Yeah, yeah. You Instead of just like, okay, another filler episode. Yeah. Um, And so... And this is when Ichabod's like, I prefer to focus on what we have. And I was like, oh, like your girlfriend, Abby. Because y'all married. Yeah. Um, and so Abby's like, um, Abby's like, mentions that he, he never seems to waver in his faith. Um, and he, he's like, no, it's because it's the two of us. I Like, I, I got this because it's us. And I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. And so this is when they see Washington's crew on the shore. And they super did. And so they go over. And we cut to Pandora. I don't know. I think they've just been mostly dead all day. You just mostly dead all just day? Just mostly dead all day. Okay. Because well, they something. weren't like skeleton-y, rotty, whitlot dead. They were just, that's you know, true. mostly that's dead true. all day. Yeah. Mostly dead all day. Okay. Um, and so this is when we go to Pandy. And um, Pandy and team. And um, she... <laughs> She uses, it's honestly like a piece of crystal tape to a compass thing uh, to get the, the ley lines. And um, they're putting like these spikes in the ground. And she says something like, um, she kind of tells them what it's going to do. And they're like, we have to do this around the whole mountain. And she's like, yeah, and we have to be quick about it. So chop, chop. chop. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, I like Pandy like this. Like, I this do. This is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, she's... Bitchy, but I like it. Yeah. She's very much like, I don't know. Do you want to not die? So let's try this. I, 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 li- I would like to think that were I panning this situation that I would be just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Just like whatever. Um, and so this is when we go back to Ichabod and Abby. And um, Ichabod can tell by the uniforms that uh, these were a very specialized regiment um, that Washington specific because he knows Washington specifically chose uh, the men for the mission. And um there's shrapnel in their boat and um this is what i didn't like the letter bit because you find a letter from from betsy and i didn't like it because it was one of those like how would anybody know that he was going to search that exact person and find that exact letter it now just did she did she specifically leave it for him? I don't know that she. Or left did it. he leave it for? She leave it for somebody. I think she left it for somebody, but still, it was one specific letter and one specific true. guy. True, true. You know, uh, it's wait. not like it was in the boat. No, wait, wait. I got it. Okay, it was to further the plot. Oh, is that what that was? That what that was? Okay, it was a gotcha. plot device. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it says that uh, they sent. And the, the letter said that they sent Paul Revere back because we know he didn't die in the catacombs um, to lead the to lead the battle, which I was like, why did you take him if you were going to send him right back? But whatevs. Um, and so they, it turns out a traitor attacked uh, their boat and set off an explosion. Um, and they they showed the flashback and he was like, for, for King George or for See, Queen and Country or whatever. And in my head is playing the song Sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always a good choice yeah. for, for yeah. an inter- internal <clears throat> monologue soundtrack. That, and as we all know, my life is... It is. It is musical. So. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ichabod's like, oh, Washington and Betsy must have survived because, um, you know, they got the Eye of Providence and, and they showed back up on, you know, the Earth. All right. Which is, you know, a good thing. So <clears throat> what they're trying to tell us is that there was a traitor. Yes. Who killed everybody except... The two main characters. George Washington, Betsy Ross, and Paul Revere. Yeah. Everybody else is dead. Also, I wanted to um, <clears throat> point out that when they do the shot of them floating down the river, you've got... It almost looks like the painting. They I, tried I to make it, notice that. I that backed w- it up a couple of times. was yeah. like, yeah, but that boat is actually the right size and those people fit in it. So I, it looks fake. Yeah. But okay. But at least the, like the the um composition of it for the most part yeah i didn't bother pulling up i was like "Ah, i see what you're doing there oh also um crane mentions and this is the one thing i did look up okay because uh (laughs) i did no research for this episode yeah because why sorry there wasn't time so exhausted okay he refers to them as uh knowlton's rangers okay which were in fact a thing cool they were the United States of America's first organized espionage organization, as well as the first American Ranger unit formed after America declared its independence from the United Kingdom, named after their commander, Thomas Knowlton. They were formed in 1776. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> the famous American spy, Captain Nathan Hale of Coventry, Connecticut, was under the command of Lieutenant Colonel Thomas Knowlton. The date, 1776, on the modern U.S. Army's Intelligence Service seal refers to the formation of Knowlton's Rangers. Oh. Um, However, I couldn't find any connection between them and uh, the crossing of the Delaware. But that doesn't mean a whole lot. I just kind of read Wikipedia. Yeah. So, yeah, they really were a thing. Okay, cool. That's about it. The rest of this episode, bullshit. Yeah. We're just going to go with that. Yeah, because, like, and I was like... Uh, Ichabod was like, oh, the Betsy that came back was like a fake Betsy. And Abby's like, um, the Washington that came back was the real Washington. So this one I'm telling you, he hired a homeless woman <laughs> or a kindred or got Franklin to build a kindred. a kindred. I'm not sure. It was the kindress. <laughs> it was the kindress. <laughs> She's like, mm, flag. <laughs> think about it's like god i I wish we were still friends (laughs) i want to kiss your rotting face okay no she had children too so i guess maybe not kindred little can you little wait 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 little little kindlings running around no okay that's going too far too far too far oh wait 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 here's one for joe okay flag vision oh my god it's flag vision we're not exhausted at all. Oh, God. There is no alcohol involved in the making of this podcast, I haven't had way. any alcohol since Sunday night. Well, uh, Sunday morning. No, uh, like early <laughs> Monday morning. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Because you've, like, changed your story three times no, now. <laughs> it's just, like, it wasn't Sunday night because it was already Monday morning. Okay. I was sound asleep by then, so yeah. I was passed For out. For a minute for like a hot minute and then we got up and watched star wars again because we watched it five times this weekend at a sherlock holmes convention because we could 
Did we watch Sherlock? Did I mean, like, did we personally watch no, we Sherlock did not. at all we this did weekend? Not. Okay, good to know. <laughs> so, um, so we get a quick shot of the hidden one being dramatic at- atop the mountain. Oh my god! And yeah, like he his so, like, his like hidden one senses are tingling, and he's like, oh, there's shenanigans afoot. <laughs> And so I'm just like, well, this is going to end well. This yeah. is just going to be fine. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so, um, Joe and Jenny are planting their spikes. And Pandy's like, oh, he knows. Um, and this is when, like, there's shit forming in the sky. Like, st- a storm's a-brewing. And um, the storm, like, comes over them. And I'm just like, Nye. And they're like, take cover. And all they do is hide. They just jump down this little cliff mini cliff looking thing and apparently that makes them safe like a gully like i don't, I don't no know. it was like you know the little ear, and that was it oh yeah and you're like okay there's no cover to that <laughs> that's not cover i don't think that word means what you rain think it comes means. from the sky not from behind you <laughs> so there's no logic in this show though None. oh i'm sorry my logicking yeah, you were you were I, trying to logic i apologize and so this is when um uh Abby and Ichabod are like, um, how the hell do we get to the catacombs from here? Good point. And this is when they get attacked by a zombie. Okay, now wait. Before the zombie attack, because it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, He's complaining about they have no map, they have no compass or anything. And I'm like, why didn't you bring a compass with you, dumbass? uh, Yeah, at least try. How did he think he was going to get there? Okay, you know what would have been a better plot device? What? He saw the map. That Abby had drawn in the cave and he memorized it. Yes. That would have worked. That would have been much better. Because you know I've been waiting for that map to come in place since we saw it. Or he finds some kind of a fancy pantsy compass on one of the bodies or something. But he but he didn't and bring any compass. Yeah, they're nothing. like. And then zombie. And I'm like. He's like herp derp derp Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Um, and so it's it's one of the crew members, and they're super attacked, and it's super attacked, super attacked, and so they they finally get get uh get it dead again, I guess. I guess. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, like she cuts. Th- okay, so Abby pick. Okay, he's attacking Ichabod. He's got him up against a tree, which is all kinds of hot. Yeah. And Abby picks up a little cutlass thing, not a sword, a cutlass. Well, yeah, it's not a full sword. And swings at him from like five feet away. <laughs> I don't. I was like thinking, okay, there is no way that a little scratch across the back is going to do and anything. Like, and next thing you know, he's cut in half. Yeah. With a dulled cutlass from 1776. Yeah. I was like. Yeah. It takes I, a lot to cut things off, let alone a person in half. And she was like, f- as far as from me to you, mm-hmm. and we're a good five feet or so apart. Yeah. Whatevs. Again. Yeah. Logic. Um, and, of course, they search the body and, oh, there's this handy-dandy thing around his neck that it curses the dude with eternal life for not science. And, and he um, blames it on... Um, General Howe, man. What's his name? Yeah. He's like, ah, General oh. Howe, shakes fist. And, um, At the sky, even. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Washington must have anticipated this. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he didn't because it happened. Like, he handpicked this crew, so, yeah. Um, And so Ichabod's like, he looks at the letter, and he's like, oh, it's got a code. And I, yeah, I was like, oh, fucking course it does. This is when I started getting um antsy about the whole Betsy thing, because I kind of knew it was coming. 
because yeah. we kind of got spoiled a little bit while we were at con. Yeah, which is our own fault, it, not anybody else's. No, it's not. It's not. I couldn't resist reading some of feedback. Some feedback. Yeah. Um. So this is when the storm blows over and the team's like, "Hey, let's get let's get back to it." And Pandy's like, "Hey, my compass got broken." Um. And so Joe's like. Oh, you know what we have? We have Washington's map of the area, and it's got the ley lines on it. Which, I will say, I'm glad they remembered that. And Jenny's like, but it's all the way at my trailer, and there's no way we can go there and back in enough time. Why didn't they fucking bring it in the first place? I know. Or at least have a scan of it. This is... these Have, peop- a di- have digital copies of all your shit. These people are seriously unprepared in this episode, and it's pissing me off. Yeah. Both sides, like, for too. real. A and B squad. At least, like, at the very least, they should have digital scans of all their stuff available on everybody's phone. Did Ichabod think they were just going to roll up to the freaking ruins right there? Well, I I think he thought it would take them directly to the catacombs instead of... But if it took them directly to the catacombs, then there would have been a river or something there, and there wasn't. And didn't he see the map that Abby... Okay, again, logic. Yeah. That map should have made some kind of an appearance in that scene. Yeah. Somehow. They made such a big deal about it. Um, so they decide that Joe's going to go to Jenny's trailer, get the map, and text them the coordinates um, so they have enough time. And so um, this is when uh, Joe leaves and Reynolds is apparently in charge now. He's got a boss mentality. <clears throat> yeah. And he's I mean, like, okay, let's... Because I kind of wanted Jenny to put his ass in his place to be like, listen, uh, you haven't been dealing with this. I'm Abby's sister. Right. Yeah, I... I- I totally, I'm in charge of the B squad. Okay, I understand as because of the fact that we hate Danny. I see where uh-huh. that's coming from. But step back just a second. Okay. I know, I know, I know. Daniel is a leader. He has a leader's mentality. Yeah. Jenny is a follower. Yeah. She I think that's fair. did the things that she did because Corbin told her to. True. Um, so and and leaders will always be a leader. Yeah. In followers, any situation. Followers are followers. Extroverts will be extroverts. Introverts will be introverts. It's a personality trait. It's yeah. not a flaw. Yeah, There's that's nothing true. wrong with it. It is what it is. Daniel just happens to be a leader type personality. That's why he has the, the lead role at the FBI. Yeah. Okay. I know. I don't I know. like it though. I logicked it, but still. I know. I know you didn't. You don't have to like it. Yeah. I but, just, it, but it works in that context. I just don't necessarily know, like, with how Jenny reacted to when Sophie wanted Jenny, to... Jenny did kind of roll over and... For for Jenny. Yeah. Because was, when Sophie was, wanted, to, wanted to give orders, it was like, hell no. Exactly. And now that it's Danny, it's a different... Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I'm not totally it was disagreeing pr- with you. And I'm it probably kinda, was to further, to further the plot. Yeah. And they just, had a lot to get through in this episode. Well, and they had to give him something to do, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, whatever. I don't know. It was weird. And so um, he tells Jenny to get, uh, to go recon with the hidden one. And uh, he's going to take Pandy and Sophie. And I was like, okay, first of all, you're splitting up. Second of all, you're giving Jenny baby orders. And well, I don't like one, it. Yeah. Don't split up. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I wanted to be like, I'm sorry. Who's been hunting monsters longer? Not you. It would have been more appropriate to send Sophie to do recon. Yeah. 
he knows Sophie. He knows what Sophie's capable of. Yeah. So he should have sent Sophie to do recon because he knows he can trust her over there. Yeah, because Jenny's an unknown quantity keep, to him. And keep Jenny and Pandy by his side where he can watch them. That would have made more sense. Yeah. So. Daniel's just a stupid. Yeah. He's a stupid. Okay. There, I, there, I made it better for you. Um, and so this sort one, of. Abby, go uh, trekking through the woods, and there's a portal over, over the river and through the, the woods, woods to, to grandmother's house. To hidden one's house we go. <laughs> and so uh, there's a portal, and there they go to the catacombs. But were they not there already? No, they were. Why did we have to get there twice? In the gateway of the underworld. They were actually on the. They said he said they were, were river, on the river sticks. River and sticks. I was like, okay, where's your coins to pay the ferryman? I know that was a bad there use were, of mythology. There were, no, there were no coins to pay the ferryman. No, there was no guardian. No, uh-huh. I don't know. There was a zombie. That's true, but that was put there by General Howe, not by like you know Zeus or some shit. Yeah, I know it makes your head hurt if you think about it too hard. Um, so. Abby's kind of like, kind of steals herself. (laughs) (laughs) My sound effects are awesome. Right now, yes. And uh, Ichabod's like, it's it's cool because I'm with you. It's cool. It's cool. And so they hold hands. They hold hands and they go in. And uh, this is when Joe finds the map and he he, uh, does his little text. He's like, he actually does like coordinates and stuff. And I was like, okay. you know how to do that but well he because he was in he was in the army too um but he texts them to sophie i because because you know where i thought this was going i thought jenny was sneaking around the hidden one and i thought she was gonna get a message yeah but jenny's smart enough to have her phone on silent though that's true let's be real that's true i was kind of assuming like did do they have like a group me account (laughs) <laughs> where it's like a big group text here's the coordinates I so could smiley not. face smiley face I so could not I, I can barely handle twitter much less to group me so. <laughs> so um so this is when we get a quick uh quick shot of jenny um stalking around with the hidden one and she calls skulking. reynolds come on they're skulking she calls reynolds and she's like um she has a clear shot and reynolds is like stick to the plan and jenny's like Oh, I can't, I can't hear you. Like, if she would have had paper, she would have been crinkling it against the phone to be like, (laughs) oh, I can't hear you, I'm sorry. (laughs) Click. And so she's gonna, she's gonna move in and do what she wants. Um, And so this is when Sophie, like you said, gets the coordinates. And um, he's leaving the trailer just as Daddy Mills pulls up. And he's like, hey. (laughs) And Ezra's like, oh, is it, uh, are you and Jenny? Is this a bad time? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and so Jenny, um, I will say she does, she does actually aim at the hourglass. Um, but the hidden one, of course, catches her and magic magics. And uh, he gets her down on the ground and he's like, oh, I will use your love and turn it into pain. And so at first I thought, oh, shit, Jenny's not going to love Joe anymore. Oh, no. And that's what I kind of thought was going to yeah, happen. But I already knew what was going to happen. Because so. you've been reading more of the feedback than I have. Yeah. You, you dork. Um, we were I at the con. It. We were. And Damn I was it. still reading emails. I know you were. I know you were. Couldn't help it. Um, and so, well, and of course we saw the Wendy Joe in the previews. Yeah, we knew that was coming. Yeah. So, and of course, like, he takes it out of her and he sends it out and it goes into Joe. Um, and he starts turning into the Wendy Joe, and he's like, run to, to Ezra, and he starts to transform. And, well, it, you gotta admit, at least Ezra 
ran. But one thing I thought was interesting is the hidden one says he will forever, um, in the next scene, he says he will forevermore be a beast. Except for that he won't. Except that he's not. Right. So, okay. You know, whatevs. Um, so this is one true Joe. True love's kiss, man. Yeah, true love's kiss. And so this is one Joe. Or true love's bullet. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. we'll get yeah. there. Uh, Joe finishes transforming into the one to Joe. And uh, he goes after Ezra. And um, who tries to get into his car. But he ends up going into the uh, passenger seat. And then he drops his keys. So, not well, good. You know, he's he's a little scared. Just a little bit. A bit. And so, um, this is when, this is when uh, we go to the, I guess, C-Squad now um, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and Sophie's like, oh, I can't I can't get Joe or Jenny on the phone. And so, Reynolds is like, we can't panic. Ugh. And um, Pandora's like, yeah, you're right. We have to we have to finish this shit. And, um, and that's why he texted Sophie for the plot. Because if he had texted Jenny... Jenny wasn't there for them to for them to finish planting the things. Okay, it's plot. Yeah, whatever. Um, and so uh, they they they've got to delay the hidden one, and so they're gonna keep going. And so we go back to uh, Joe, and he's like ripping doors he's off. He's window joeing. He's window joeing, in not a, ha- a healthy way. And of course, Jenny pulls up, and um, she, which I thought it was odd that the hidden one just let her go. Okay, okay, let's back up. Because she was at his mercy. Let's back up, because I, I kind of missed the part I wanted to bitch about. Oh, okay. Bitch away. Um, Jenny gets, she's doing a recon, and she gets to where the hidden one is. And she talks about, I've got a shot, I've got a shot. Mm-hmm. And she was looked like she was going to take that gun, she was going to shoot the hourglass. Mm-hmm. Okay, now look. Hourglass is here, mm-hmm. and the hidden one is walking forward. Gets out of Jenny's line of sight. Mm-hmm. She talks for a second. Mm-hmm. Then it angles back up to where Jenny's about to take her shot. And the hidden one is now on the other side of the hourglass. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you notice that? I mean, because the hourglass. I didn't notice here. until you he pointed walks, it out. He but... walks past the hourglass like he's going forward. Uh-huh. And then the next thing you know, he's behind. He's on this side of the hourglass again. So he's on the left side of the hourglass, but he's on the right side of the hourglass. Was he just pacing in circles around the hour? What the fuck? Well, if he was smart, he would have like conjured some kind of a cage around it. <clears throat> That's assuming he's smart. I still think if she was there and could have taken a shot, why did she move to get closer to take a good a, a good shot? I don't know. But whatever. Um, and so um, this is when Jenny shows up and she tries to talk Joe down like she did before. And it ain't working. No, no. And so she's able to get her dad away from him and um she does she shoots joe one more time and they get in the the vehicle and ezra's like that didn't stop him and she's like oh it was a tracking bullet it wasn't meant to mm-hmm. so they're gonna track him um so this is when um reynolds gets them up the mountain to the coordinates and um they're going up and sophie tells him that she's like it really hurt me to uh it hurt both of us to keep you in the dark her and abby and he's like, by the way, I was told to watch Abby. By we we do find out it is assistant director mm-hmm. uh, Walters, and um, he's like, now he's starting to think that her being a witness has something to do with it. Yeah, think. And he says something about protecting her, and I'm like, how do you even know that the guys you work for are the good guys? 
in this in this scenario. In scenario, yeah. If they're like have have intentions for Abby and they haven't made themselves known to Abby. They're like watching her. So yeah. But I was like, whatever. Um and so this is when they finally go to the damn catacombs and Abby's like, um they they go to her chest set and she st- she's like, it's really hard to know that all those conversations I had with you, thousands and thousands of conversations were all in my head. And um, he's like, he's like, I did the same thing. And Aww. I was like, my babies. And um, and I think he says something like, uh, I was always with you or something like that. And um, sounds very Star Trekky. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they're, they're, they decide that they're going to watch over each other. And I was like, you already do, Aww. but what else? And um, but she's like, you know what? I beat this place. And so I'm better than this. So they go down into the tunnels. But and you're, you're, you're glossing over the whole chess pieces part. Oh, that was so cute. Yes. It's a rook. It's a bishop. It's a rook. It's a bishop. Yeah. What is this? The 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 something something. She's like the queen. The queen. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm, tea better than you. Um, and so they go down the tunnels and Abby's like, nothing's down there. And he's like, well, Pandy says there is. So we're going to follow her instructions. And um, they go to one specific set of petroglyphs, not petroglyphs, like hieroglyphs or whatever the hell they are. Mm. And uh, they hit a certain yeah, symbol. He, yeah, he goes through a, like, it's this, 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 and, and the sun. sun. Yeah. At, which again goes right back to raw, raw, yeah. and uh, they go they it, it like this door opens up and it's got um, a table in, with an altar. It's like an inner chamber, I think. Is what yeah. they call it. And guess who's there? <gasps> mm, lo and behold, Betsy Dam Ross. Betsy Dam Ross. But she did. Yeah, she did. Except she ain't dead. She ain't dead. Um. Oh, can we do the Betsy Ross challenge, a la the Barbican challenge? Yeah, but we only have one more episode left. Well, yeah, but because if, yeah, but that's fine. Okay. And they have like, you know, before we record again. Okay, go for it. Um. So, okay, if you did not listen to our Gotham podcast in season one, um, you don't know what that is. Okay, we had a thing called the Barbican Challenge because she was horrible. She was this boring ass female character and we were so disappointed that she was so poorly written because we love female characters usually. Um, and so I'm starting to get that same kind of vibe from Betsy. Like, I don't, I don't get much from her character. I think she's just there just to be like, oh, look, I'm pretty and look at my boobs. Um, so, but if you feel differently, if you think, you know, for whatever reason, maybe we're not understanding how cool Betsy is, um, take the Betsy Ross challenge. Absolutely. And email us at randomteapodcast at gmail.com. Or if you can do it, if you can do it in 140 characters, we'll be even more impressed. You can do it on Twitter. You can. At Random Tea Podcast. Random Tea. Random Tea Cast. Casts. Damn it. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook page at Facebook, Facebook.com slash Random Tea Podcasts. Yeah. Or um, you can get us on Tumblr at Random Tea Podcast.tumblr.com. You don't sound very confident in that. I know. I was like, question mark, <laughs> question mark. Uh, or, you know, you can go to our website at Random Tea Podcast.com. It has all of our social information on it. Um, or you could just comment. Put it in the comments on the site. post, yeah, the site and the stuff and the things. Yeah. So I just I would be interested to know if any of our listeners feel any differently about Betsy than we do, because I'm pretty like wah, 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 wah. Betsy. Wah. 
Um, you know what else they can get to on our website? What else can they get to on our website? Our sponsor. Our sponsor? Who's oh. that? Um, unofficial natural phantom fragrances. Oh, you poor thing. I can't, but I said it though. You did say it, and I'm so very proud of you. We said it several times this weekend. We, uh... We were lucky enough that they sent us a bunch to give away at the cons. So. Oh God, they did! Like we had, we so had so like, many. I think I counted nineteen bottles that we gave away. Was that that many? I don't. Was it that many? I can't remember. It was a it butt was a ton. lot. It was a lot, and everybody loved them. Um, yeah, we had people that were that were like Jones and for certain ones, they were like, "I really want to win these." Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, ended up giving the director one because yeah. She's, she's lovely, and they she's did. One a, of the con directors. They 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 were nice enough to to create a limited edition two to one B scent, which they listed. I think they have five to begin with, but you can get it on their webs on their Etsy. Yeah, their Etsy shop. I think they they were they did a short run of ten. They gave us five, and they had five that they were going to keep in the store. Um, but if you go to our website and you can look in the show notes, there's a ten percent off five dollars or more coupon code of Random Tea Podcast. Yep. No S. Um, I don't remember what was in that one. I, no, it bergamot. went like hotcakes. It though. did bergamot. I know bergamot was in it. Yeah, it, which every I love me some bergamot. But it smelled like two two one B Baker Street. It like. did. So. Um, but they also have other Sherlock scents. So they have uh, Supernatural. They have Doctor Who. They have Star Wars. And speaking of Star Wars, <gasps> yes, they make the just, new announcement. They just announced uh, pre-orders are now available for their new scents. They have Kylo. And Poe and Finn and Ray are all now available for pre-order. And if you pre-order, you get a dollar off. And if you need to know what kind of people these are, the Kylo spray is for anger. Yes, it <laughs> I is. I think that's hilarious. And they released them for pre-order today because today is the same day that the Star Wars Force Awakens DVD was released. Yes. So I'm telling you, these are some great things. You should yeah. check them out. We love them. You should, too. Absolutely. You should too. You will too. You will. Shit. Stuff. I'm just happy we're this far in and it has nothing catastrophic has happened. I know, right? <laughs> you still have a voice so far. I still have a voice so far. All right. Well, let's maintain that and, and get back to the recap. Did we pimp everything? Yes, we pimped oh, all the things. Oh, no. We have other podcasts. Oh, God, we do. I'm Y'all, I'm so sorry. This, okay. is a, this is a hot mess. <laughs> But you will laugh along with us, I, yes. I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> because we also podcast Gotham, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We just wrapped up season two of Agent Carter. We're recording Sleepy Hollow right now. And the movies. The movies. Random movies and, the, and then the MCU. Which we got a really good suggestion this weekend not for a random movie. What was that? Uh, Breakfast Club over brunch. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work because I'm not sure people want to listen to us eat while we're I recording. don't know either, but I'm kind of want to do it. Okay, okay, okay. I just thought of a compromise. Okay. Mimosas. <gasps> okay, we'll do that. That's Mimosas. great. That's great. Because I don't know that people want to listen to us eat and discuss. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't. No, no, no. We'll have mimosas then. That'll work. Cool. Um. So, okay, can we... Are we safe now? I'm I'm going to make an executive decision <laughs> okay. because I got really used to doing that this weekend. Yeah, he did. And say, go, let us, let us continue. Okay. So um, they decide that this is where the Eye of Providence was kept. And sure, because reasons. And uh, this is when they're like, oh, this must have kept Betsy's body intact because she's not like all decayed and whatnot. Well, neither were the guys laying on the on the shore, so what difference does it make? Yeah. 
Yeah. For reals. So, but I, I have problems about this, but I'll get there. Okay. Um, so this is when Jenny and her dad go to his storage unit and he's like, okay, the Wendigo. And she's like, what the fuck? And this storage unit is chock-a-bock full of like supernatural stuff hunting stuff he's a hunter basically it reminds me of the random lockers that daddy winchester left across the country that the boys would find yeah which they haven't had in a while no. i kind of miss that but they've been living in the bunker for a while that's so. true that's true and so um ezra's like hey guess what i know all about this stuff and oh shit and she's like how long nobody have you saw that coming oh wait yeah she's like how long have you known about this and he's like since before you were born and so um, he has an obsidian blade handy and, and a half of a skull for the ritual. How dare he? And he's like, oh, you know the incantation, right? And she, I love it because she's like, um, yeah, but anyway, so back to this. <laughs> and um, so she, uh, he, he's, he, has, he says, in case that doesn't work, I have this, this uh, gun with this weird ammo that's a, like a prototype. What the fuck is he doing with the prototype? I don't know. And he says it, he's. Uh, my cat would like to um, register her register complaint. Her complaint. Yeah. Um, but he says he says that the gun is a last resort, but it will take down any monster. Sounds sounds fake, fake but, okay. <laughs> but okay. And so um, I think we need to ponder the uh, prototype later. Um, so when Jenny's like, "How much does your dad know?" He has a picture of Sheriff Corbin and, and Nevins in the army. And he took the picture. He's like, I took the picture. Dun, dun, dun. But he wasn't with them in the Iraq cave because everybody else died but the two of them. So just saying. Don't know where he was with them, but whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got some explaining to do. Yeah. And so, um, which he, he, that was when, that was, I think they placed that in the first Gulf War. But then he said he went into the service when the kids were little. So was that a complete lie? I think they're just fucked up their timeline. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, listen, um, we'll talk later because I owe, uh, you know, after we or maybe he boy. was in, maybe he was in the service and left the service. And then he went back. Maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know how that works. Uh, um, and so he's like, we'll talk well, later. I, I had an uncle who. I had he has, he's still my uncle actually that hasn't we haven't like divorced him or anything he's still my uncle <laughs> by blood uh he was a retired air force officer who got called back really he was he was retired full retired he was he was retired and um they uh, asked him to come back he was um minister oh, in okay. the air force and they called him back to go to Arlington to minister to returning Oh, vets. Vets. And That's he awesome. Did that for, and retired again. Wow. Yeah. I think he was a lieutenant colonel or something when he retired. Dang. Yeah. All right. He was something, something. Anyway. Um. So he tells he tells Jenny, he's like, we'll talk later because I owe Corbin that much. So they leave us with that little nugget. Um. Okay. So why does he owe him? I took it to mean that he took care of his girls. Oh, which yeah. hurts my little heart. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Corbin was a better dad than you were. Good job. Um, and so this is when we go to Ichabod. And he's like, I really think we should say a few words. Because Betsy was my friend. 
And Abby's like, I don't think we need to do that. And he's like, no, Abby, we really need to. And she's like, no, I don't think we need to do that because she ain't dead. And Betsy wakes up. And this is when I have a problem because Abby said she couldn't sleep in the catacombs. Abby did not sleep the entire time she was there. Nope. Could not sleep, in fact, because she tried because that would have been a break for her. She didn't eat. She didn't sleep. Nothing. Yeah. So what the what has Betsy been doing? Uh, snoozing. Yeah. She's Already been, I'm pissed sh- off. She's been mostly dead all day. She Yeah. It's, yeah. I, so I don't know what's going on. Check her for them little dark magic. Yeah. Make sure she's not a zombie, dude. Boom bobs. Boom bobs? Let's go with boom bob. <laughs> That's a boom bob. That's my new favorite thing. <laughs> what the fuck boom is a boom bob? Bobble. I'm thinking bobble's the word boom I'm looking bob. for. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Wait till it's my turn. I know. <laughs> so this is so this is when Pandy goes up to her uh, ex, and she's like, "Hey, baby, guess who never loved me? You." What's up? And he magics her, and he he puts her on her knees. She was already on her knees though. How can he put her more on her knees? I know, and because he was like, he was like, "Oh, when you took pity on me when I was imprisoned by the other gods." Um, basically it was just like, I just used you. Um, and he's like, I will take your life when, when, when the, when the, uh, hourglass gets done cooking, I'm going to do it. Dear I'm God, like, he's been threatening to take her life this whole season. Just do it already. I'm like, again, why well, okay. did you, why did we summon this asshole? And she's sitting there, she's on her knees, like arm's length away from the hourglass. And I'm like, boop, all you got to do is. Boop. This is the point where I was like, can you at, at least flip it over? If not break Assumption. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fuck? Yeah. Um, so uh, we go to Reynolds and Sophie, and they get the last spike hammered in, and um, we get some magic magic. Well, I love how they took a second. Like, okay, now what? Oh, she just said it would just happen. <laughs> I don't know. And then the magic magic And then, happens, And it's going to form a big old, like, dome around the, the of magic around the mountains. So what happened? Are we now in Under the Dome from Stephen King or some shit? I kind of thought that, too. I was like, okay, that's the thing that happened. <laughs> Um, and so the last grain of sand falls and, um, well, it's suspended. Yeah. And, okay. Now it starts to fall and it like suspended oh, because yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the dome went up and it, it does little, it stops and Pandora's like, yeah, bitch. And, uh, the hidden one's not happy bunny about that. Yeah. No. And so we go back to the catacombs and Betsy's like, oh God, thank you. Welcome. Oh, I want to know what's going on with the war. And she notices Abby right away and she shuts up and he's like, oh, uh, he does not call her lieutenant. He says this is Miss Abigail Mills. He could have, should have called her lieutenant. He I should absolutely have. Should, have. should have, yes. When you're, because. Because Betsy was kind of like another military person. Exactly. And in the past with, with people of authority, he uses her title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Um, and they kind of give each other the stink eye. A little bit. And I'm like, mm-hmm, Abby, go kick your ass. And so... Um, well, there was the first moment when, when Betsy looks up and sees her. Abby, The way Abby's standing, it's like she, she's in full third wheel mode. Yeah. She's even, I think, looking down at her phone. Like, Well, like she's fiddling with her fingers or something. Yeah. 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 And because um, it's super awkward. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is when Jenny and her dad go into the forest because they're tracking Joe. And... um. They wait. Ezra's like, um, I had I had to leave you guys. It was for your protection. 
And before he can explain any further, Joe appears. And um, Jenny slashes him, and she gets his blood into the bowl, and she does the incantation that's supposed to lift the curse. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. And he hits her, and he goes after Ezra. And um, Jenny's like, no, 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 we don't shoot him, don't shoot him. And um, he knocks uh, her dad down, and he's, like, about to, like, finish him. And uh, Abby, or Abby, Jenny picks up the gun, and she tries she tries again to get Joe to stop. And um, But as soon as he starts going after her dad, like, she shoots him. And he transforms back. And, um... So much for, you know, You will always a be a beast, but yep. whatever. And then uh, he's he transforms, and Jenny's, like, holding him, and she's crying, and he tells Jenny it's okay, and he, he acknowledges that it was something she had to do, and he says that he loves her, and he's dead, right? Is yeah, he, he's he D.E.D. dead. That's what I thought. He is D.E.D. I dead. I don't like it. I mean, I know we complained about, like... Like, I think we said we would trade Joe for for uh, Irving, like, in a hot second. That was, um, Tony said that. Well, I, yeah, I say that, too. But, um, I don't know. I just feel like, eh. I feel like that whole thing was, uh, that whole relationship was just because of this now. Yeah. Well, I think they just, they were coming up to the season finale. And, and they, they're getting rid of, happen. they're getting rid of the character. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is when the Hidden One uh, does away with all the spikes. Um, and uh, he the, the he does away with the barrier, which if it was that easy, why do they even go about doing it? I don't know. And so, of course, the last grain of sand falls and he gets all this red power and he's got all this energy. Um Okay, now, it's driving me crazy because they talk about in the show that he's omnipotent. But in the description on my DVR, it says omniscient. Mm. Which, by the way, are two completely different things. Yeah, those are not interchangeable. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. Because omnipotent is all-powerful. Powerful. Omniscient is all-knowing. Okay, yeah. Which is two totally different things. Yeah. And they verbally say omnipotent, which is powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is when, uh, he tells Pandora that her husband is gone and all that remains is, uh, his, you know, wish to basically destroy the earth, which not cool, buddy. Not cool. No. Nah, nah. So this is when we go back to, uh, we go back to the catacombs and Betsy's like, oh yeah, Washington got the eye and, um, I'm a dumbass and I stayed in the chamber and the door closed behind him. Because I got greedy. Because I got greedy. And I was like, oh, you really didn't understand that because you never saw Indiana Jones. No. Because you were born too soon. That's true. Mm. That's true. And, um, too soon. Too yeah. soon. And he, he told Betsy, like he, he shouted at her that he would come back for her. And she knew he wouldn't because he had shit to get done. Priorities, man. So at Priorities. least there was that. Yeah. And um, so she started like just kind of hanging out forever. And... um. She finally accepted her fate and realized nobody was going to rescue her. And she asks Ichabod about the war. Did we win yet? Well, and he's like, um, yeah, he's like, sweetie, what? Um, because she said, well, it must have been a while. At least at least the new year is come and gone. And he's like, of what year, sweetie? And she says, 1777. 
and it's uh, it's like oh this chat's gonna be fun oh how cute how cute and that's the end of our episode and it was an episode was of sleepy of hollow yeah that's an episode that happened yep i i don't know what happened yeah i don't know i don't know you can't they're immortal yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how this resolves itself yeah and there's a whole conversation with i think it's over joe's bot no it wasn't there was a conversation between ezra and jenny and i can't really remember where it happened but it got me to think because he says that was the deal that was right before Joe Cause attacked. Was, yeah, because he was talking about uh, that he had to do everything he could to help save Joe. That was the deal. Yeah. So my interpretation of that conversation, those are some really big words. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and they rhymed. Was <laughs> that uh, Joe and Ezra, I mean, uh, Daddy Cor- August, August Corbin, Daddy Corbin. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ezra... Uh, had a deal that August would stay and look after his girls. Yeah. While he was stayed in the military to look after Joe. Joe wasn't in the Joe's younger than the girls. But Joe was in the military. Yeah, but Joe wasn't in the military when Ezra was in the... Because Joe was younger... Joe's younger than the girls. Joe went into the military like... He just got back from the, his tour. Yeah. But Ezra said by the time he got out of the military... The girls were already in foster care, but he stayed in the military. I, I see. I didn't see, get. I, I didn't get that impression at all. Okay, that's what I like. Right that now, that was my I, takeaway. Right now, I think he's a civilian. Okay, he but is that's right just. Now. But that's just my. Maybe he used his military connections to look after Joe. Maybe, but that's it's the only thing I can reason from that. Yeah, because why not everybody look after your own kids? Because secrets. I. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the th- that's the thing, though. Like, it's not like Corbin was just a trusted friend. Corbin was dabbling in the supernatural stuff too. So, where, how does Ezra get? How is Ezra more dangerous yeah, than this, Corbin? The next episode's got to be some serious Ezra heavy. And they were both tied to Nevins, who was a dangerous dude. <sighs> My head hurts so bad. I know. So, uh, I I don't I f- understand. I feel like. This Ezra business better tie into what's going on with the hidden one. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, you guys are idiots. You pick the wrong episode to throw this in. And where the fuck was Ezra when the Headless Horseman was running around town? Yeah. He knows all the supernatural stuff. Was he just going to sit around and let all these beheadings happen? Yeah. He had to know because August had to have been talking to him. Yeah. So. Can we, we need to talk about the previews at the end of this. I know we've got other stuff, but. Don't let me forget. We would need to talk about the previews. Okay. Sounds fake, but okay. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember if I actually even watched the previews. Oh, I think you would have remembered if you did. Maybe I'll remember when you remind I me. I can't make pterodactyl noises right now. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so sad. I know. It really is. That's that's really the loss of my voice. That's Aww. that's the worst part is I can't make pterodactyl noises. Okay. I have three pages of uh, Tony emails. No, no. Tony emails. Yeah. All Tony. Yeah. All the time. Uh, and I apologize in advance, Tony. I had to cut some out because Queenie's about to lose her voice. Yeah. And we're both exhausted. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to rush. You can only do so much. Sorry, sweetie. Yeah, sorry. There's this week. We're just exhausted. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to read the bulk of it. Uh, she says, first off, I can't believe they killed Joe. 
I didn't want him with Jenny, but they didn't need to kill him unless they have a really good reason. Maybe the special guest next week is Captain Frank Irving. That would be beyond epic as well as headless returning. Now let's move on to the focal point of the night, that being Ica Abbey. There was romance in the kitchen and romance in a canoe. I love the two of them sharing the cappuccino and her touching his face and wiping the crumbs from his mustache. She's definitely in love with him. I mean, did you see the look she was giving Betsy like the boy is mine? <laughs> um, and she's referencing the song from the 90s. Oh, Next, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have uh, Daniel Reynolds. This motherfucker just shows up at the archives like he got a personal invitation from Crane. <laughs> Crane was like, what the hell is he doing here, Lieutenant? Abby was clearly annoyed. She didn't want him there, and obviously she didn't invite him. You know what? I was waiting for him to step out of line with Ica Abby, and like the petulant child that he is, he didn't fail to disappoint. He was up there asking, why do both of them need to go? I loved how Pandora responded to him without a glance in his direction. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> glad it was Pandora that did the explaining and yes. not anybody else. Already thinking he's going to come in and run shit, but you know what? Crane's not having it, and neither will Papa Mills. Papa Mills will be the one to read his whole act, unless Sophie ends up telling Abby his secrets. It, isn't it funny how he tells Sophie about Jock Walters, but you know he won't tell Ab he won't be telling Abby. Like my friend said, he will try and get in good with Abby first. Welcome Ezra, but get the fuck out, Danny. I can't believe he thinks that once they get rid of the hidden one, he and Abby will walk off together. Uh. Uh, she goes on to say, I've watched this episode a few times already, and all I keep thinking is, why is Danny around? Every time he opens his mouth, it all pertains to Abby. I'm going to protect Abby. I'm here for Abby. I want to help you, Abby. Oh, my God. Can someone please find out how to say get the fuck out in Sumerian? <laughs> he really doesn't understand what Ichabod and Abby are, and not just to the world, but to each other. Some are saying Danny told the truth last night. No, he didn't. He told Sophie, who, by the way, wasn't too impressed. And by the way, what is she supposed to do with that information? Yeah. Now he realizes something isn't right with Jack Walters, but I think that matters little now because he compromised team witness. His desperation to have Abby superseded the need to tell the truth. He constantly hounded her for the truth, but he hasn't given an inch. You know what else is funny? Some of the viewers who are a little too late to the party in regards to Ezra Mills, some people are just now questioning whether or not Ezra is the Hidden One's brother. Mm. It's all speculation. At this point, I've had several theories. I'm just waiting to see which one of them will be right. I'm yep. starting to think that if he was, he would have been able to, like, he would have had more power in his girls' lives. Yeah. I think if he was that powerful, he wouldn't have had to, let Corbin watch them to protect them and all that crap. Right. If that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next week will be interesting because as I previously stated, I'm hoping for Frank Irving to show up or maybe even Holly. Look, I didn't have a problem with Holly. I just didn't like the writers inserting him in as a replacement for Jenny back in season two. Agreed. We bitched about that all through season two. We did. We did. Other than that, he's got under Ichabod's skin, which I love, and he knows the supernatural world. Ichabod needs a wingman to help him in expressing his feelings to Abby. Oh, my God. That's why I'm hoping for either Irving or Holly. Imagine if they got either one or both. That would bring some familiarity to the show. That's true. It would. Especially Frank, because... Frank doesn't have the taint of season two like Holly does. If Holly would have been around for both seasons, I would say sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, Frank would be like, look. While I would more like Frank to come back, I think Holly is more likely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Tony goes off, 
on to say, and this she's she makes some very interesting points in all of this. So okay. just let it run its course. Okay. Let the time traveling begin. We're still in the time traveling theory. Okay. Uh, we're off to the Mayan ruins, and it involves the two witnesses. What Danny has done, or should I say set in motion, may happen in season four. Those nine sites that Jack Walters is interested in definitely has the Mayan ruins listed as one of the sacred sites. Oh, I forgot about that. <clears throat> I do believe the website where I found a good number of these sites is what the show is pointing to, and all of these sites have to do with the equinox, and they all face the same direction, which points to the sun. This has something to do with one being born during the winter or autumn equinox. It also speaks to the deities born during this time as well as the divine sun. Now let's go back to last night and what Abby says to Crane. Whatever you do, I do. These two will definitely be together whenever and wherever, and I think that Walters' cooking up involves Abby, Crane, and the sacred sites. These two were there looking for something when they suddenly vanished. I think what happened is that it sent Abby and Crane on two different courses. I think Crane and Abby ended up in different centuries. This, to me, speaks to Crane's conversation with Yolanda back in season ah. one. Notice how Crane talks of the separation between time and space and that in a blink of the, an eye, Katrina was lost to him. That particular line never made sense to me because he was the one laying there dying. So how can Katrina be lost to him? I think Crane's memories were altered and the person he was really talking about was Abby. But at that point, he had no recollection, recollection as to what happened. Abby and Crane have definitely met before, made love, and had a baby girl. Which we... Th Tony thinks is Sophie, correct? Right. Okay. Here's a question, though. There are two mulatto girls in the episode John Doe from season one. You have the little girl in the forest who looks dressed up to be a flower girl and ends up enticing a young boy from the Roanoke colony. The first little girl has a dark, dark, has long, dark, wavy hair, beautiful brown eyes, and a mixed skin tone, which would give away the idea that one parent is Caucasian and the other possibly African American. Next is the little mixed girl in the colony who can't seem to take her eyes off of Abby. She has sandy brown hair and worn in pigtails, and she has blue eyes. She says nothing to Abby, but just gazes at her instead, offering her flowers, in which Abby says no thanks, looking somewhat bewildered. Is this the first girl? Is the first girl Sophie, and if so, who is the other one? Now let's try this on for size. <sighs> okay, can I... If the first girl's Sophie, then why would little baby Sophie be luring somebody from Roanoke out into the world to unleash this plague? I don't know. Okay. That's a very good question. Okay. Um, I'm just reading what Tony wrote. Okay, I know, I know. Okay. Uh, remember, okay, uh, let's try this one on for size. What if I told you this is a do-over for both Crane and Abby to get it right this time around? What if each time Tabby, Tabby? Wow. <laughs> each time Abby and Crane have arrived at whatever moment but failed because of unseen forces and free will. Remember, Lori, Lori says Abby is meant to win the war. I think Abby started off on the right track back in season one by acknowledging she lied about not seeing Moloch and making amends. Unfortunately, while she got that right, Crane was fucking up and left... Left and right in regards to Katrina. Gosh, was he ever. Mm, in so many ways. As a matter of fact, both Abby and Crane messed up in season one, but they're learning their lessons by listening to one another this time. Without distractions except for Daniel, but we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> I know Reynolds is Tony's favorite person. Uh, Crane talks of love, family, even going as far as looking at a three-bedroom house with granite countertops back in season two. Did you notice that wasn't that it wasn't until after Henry killed Moloch and the witnesses passed out or died that they started talking about their future 
futures as witnesses. Once again, how long were they unconscious? All I know is this. This is where it all changed in the episode Paradise Lost. Abby can't stop talking about not being a witness. Instead, it's all about Quantico. Crane shows reluctance in wanting to evolve from just being a witness, which is something he holds on to firmly in season three. However, back in season two, he's clearly looking at a future involving himself and Abby. Once again, this is carried over into season three. Do you see a pattern yet? Everything both Abby and Crane spoke of has happened. Those granite countertops speak to the future of both witnesses. Where is Icky Abby at now? Living together in the house has granite countertops, and I'll bet you there's three bedrooms. Uh-huh. Point is, Abby and Crane have already lived this life and until someone or something came along and fucked it up big time. Notice what's different this time around. Their father, Ezra Mills, has arrived just in time to help his daughters get it right this time. Did Abby sleep with Daniel in the past? Yes. Notice notice they bring him back again, but this time it will be different because Abby will make the right choice. Have you noticed Ichabod managing his self-control where this is concerned? As a matter of fact, he's rather calm for someone that's looking directly at his competition. <coughs> but if you notice, he's playing it right by not pushing Abby. Instead, he's patient and understanding. Can you say the art of war? Yes, I just said it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That was the Johnny edition, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. Um, that was a dad joke. I'm sorry. You're such a dork. I am. Ichabod could easily play his hand and get jealous, but instead he's lying in wait. I think Crane already knows that he and Abby are meant to be. I think Jack Walters is trying to recreate what happened with the disappearance of what I believe are the two witnesses slash Sophie's parents. This time he will fail because the two will finally admit their love for one another. This in turn will activate their power. A couple of other things to mention. I think Crane will get his CPR slash kissing moment with Abby that we didn't get in the season two episode, The Weeping Lady. Oh, we were so close to. Oh, I know we were. Poor Crane couldn't rescue Abby then. He didn't know CPR. Fortunately, the writers were assholes back then and had him learn how to do it, only to turn around and make sure he used it on Katrina. So that's what will probably make them canon. Abby will throw herself into the fight. She will be at death's door. Ichabod, realizing she's not breathing, he will then administer CPR. While doing this, he will profess his love for her. (coughs) Boom, there's the dynamite. So she thinks there's going to be a Garrett Ebbs moment. Uh, I think so. I think so. It was worth the wound. It was worth the wound. That's a Sherlock reference, (laughs) by the way. Yeah. Uh, Daniel is being used to thwart the witness's victory and prevent the birth of their daughter, Sophie. Looks like I'm not the only one comparing Daniel Ridden. Reynolds to the Hidden One, a media site that reviewed the episode Delaware, did as well. He wants to be the victor and Abby's hero, but Danny, you're a latecomer. Abby doesn't need your help. She kicked your ass, remember. He would be beside himself if he found out just how powerful Abby really is. He would be jealous, and trust me on this, he doesn't need to be stung by a psychophant wasp to be an asshole. Okay. All right, I think there's... Oh, is there more? There's more. Okay. Bring it. All right. Let me let me get a sip of water here. This is... Again, guys, we're sorry. We're giant trash cans. Yes, we're just also very... We good. had a lot of fun, though. We did. So much fun. And yelling. And yeah, mostly just yelling. Mostly just yelling. It was great fun. Uh, okay. Last one. So I've given it some thought and maybe... I thought and maybe... Just maybe Danny could end up becoming the next horseman. There was talk at some point that the other two horsemen could be tied to Abby. I know there were ideas being thrown around as Ezra being one. I don't see that happening. I say Danny and maybe Jenny. Oh. Danny, because it's already been established that Abby is Crane's one true partner. 
Couple this with the possibility of a kiss or something more, and you have an Abraham situation all over again. However, the difference being that Ichabod hasn't disrespected Danny in any way. In fact, he's been beyond patient and polite. Too bad we can't say the same for Danny. Not to mention there is nothing to steal because Abby and Crane were meant to be. Ooh, excuse me. Witnesses slash partners and most likely married and in love. Daniel would be pissed because he thinks he has some sort of claim on Abby. Last time I checked, she was serious with Luke Morales as well as intimate, but she broke things off with him. He just like Danny seemed to think that because he slept with Abby, it means ownership. His demise will be his lies and he will have no one to blame but himself. He told Sophie that I let them spy on her, keyword being let. I, for one, on some level, he did it out of spite, I think. Think about in the episode Sins of the Father, she kind of snubs him at the shooting range. This is a guy who constantly wants something for nothing. Do you realize he not only set Abby up in the episode The Art of War, but he was punishing her outright because she refused to give him info on Crane. If this, is, if this isn't some hidden one bullshit, then I don't know what is. Mm. Well, all of the hidden one is bullshit. So nope. this is true. My love. <laughs> Which, you know, Pandy called her on it. Yeah. She was like, don't you my love me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to bring that up. That was don't great. Don't you my love me. You never loved me. That was great. I felt I was, like. Like I wanted to applaud her. Yeah, like she, she got her agency back. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Uh, Tony says, every time I go back to the first introduction of his character, I wasn't impressed. He's been playing Abby since day one. Let's face it, he's the one that kept doing the whole, let's be professional. We can work together without it being weird. Is that why he needed to talk about this over dinner? Or constantly inquiring about Crane and the personal living arrangements. Um, what do her That's living, true. What do her living arrangements have to do with her job as an FBI agent, Danny? She made it clear to him she wanted to keep things professional. All he did was harass her. Okay, so I'm going to take a leap here and point out something about the New World Order. That's in quotes. Okay. You guys remember what Andy said to Abby back in season one. He said that if Abby would give him the map, that she would be rewarded with a high seat in his New Order. Yeah. At the time, we thought Moloch, but Moloch wasn't in charge. Even even he had to answer to someone. Ra slash the Hidden One in mythology wanted a new order after the humans deceived him and disrespected the Earth. But seeing that the show is not playing this not playing this particular myth, it obviously isn't him because Ra quote the Hidden One wasn't evil. Plus, this character being played by Peter Mensa is somewhat is still somewhat unknown, meaning we have yet to establish an actual name. Here's what we do know. He had been dead for centuries, but brought back to life by Pandora. I don't know that he was dead. I think he was just sleeping. I think he was trapped. Mm. So what does it all mean? Do you think he was he was trapped in the catacombs? Yeah. Okay. So what does it all mean? It means that Moloch, as well as the Hidden One, were only out for themselves and wanting power. Basically, this rules them out as far as who's really in charge. That would leave only one person, as that is none other than Jack Walters, who is most likely Leviathan or one of the four princes of Satan. The other person I'm looking at as a possibility as a horseman is Sophie. She infiltrated the team rather quickly and gained everyone's trust. There's also talk about Sophie who has the ability to worm her way into your life. I see you shaking your head. I don't like that. I'm this close to being done. I don't like that theory. I know. I don't like it either. I like Sophie. I want to. I know. I shall hold. She shall be my squishy. And you will call her squishy? And she sh Yes, I will call her squishy and she shall be my squishy. <laughs> There's also talk about a Sophie who has the ability to warm her way into your life, becoming anything and everything to you, pretending to be a friend or a sister, only to seduce a man who is on the path of righteousness. I believe she goes by the goddess name Astarte. Astarte. Oh, close enough. 
Uh, what would be fucked up is Walter's putting one family member against the other. A male's in a foster if it turns out that she's not their daughter but a cousin. Someone had to have been feeding Walter's info about Abby. Danny didn't know because even he was surprised, but he has his own issues to deal with. Lastly, and unfortunately, there is Jenny. Once again, it's only a theory, but what if Jenny is the other horseman? The fact that her fate had been changed and a dark shadow will fall over her soul. The question is, will it have something to do with Joe's death? Will Jenny feel that her sister being a witness is problematic for her in the future? Remember, she was pet possessed by the demon as C-Tiff because of her dark thoughts involving her sister. Um, I would say I don't think that they're going to do the family member as a horseman again because of the Henry thing. Yeah, that's such a yawn. Yeah. I don't I don't want that. I don't either. Or or a Sophie whether she's family or not. Um cuz I really like Sophie and I and I want team witness to have like right now well right now team witness is four ladies and a dude or three ladies and a dude. So I mean cuz Reynolds ain't on the team. Um <laughs> you just going to kick him out, huh? Yeah. Okay. So I mean I I don't want her to be a villain. I don't want Jenny to be a villain, but I will say whether Jenny becomes full horseman or not, this this could be a turning point for her, the death of Joe. Whether whether it goes whether it goes all the way to that, that horseman place or not. Um But I also feel like with finding out that her dad uh knows about all the supernatural stuff may kind of be enough to keep her linked in this world it could be it could very well be so yeah so can we can we talk about the preview preview yeah okay all right uh you would have remembered it because it's the fucking headless horseman oh yeah yeah sort of sort of but is is it because it was kind of was real quick scene i i kind of think you think think it's coming back because and and one thing i thought was interesting um they show Crane and Abby in the archives. So I'm guessing they regenerate Pandy's box and then she's able to summon the horseman because the horseman was in the box. That's true. Because she captured him at the beginning of the season. That's a really good point. So, yeah. That's a really good point. So I, I think we're just going to have to find out next week. We will. We will. So or in a few days. So, so yeah, the finale... That'd be great. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I kind of am too. Um, I know the ratings are just getting further and further down. They're not getting any better. Uh, yeah, I'm not real sure we're going to get a fourth season. Yeah. But in we'll, fact, I would be completely shocked and surprised if we did. If we did, so. But we'll cross our fingers. Yep. So, uh, do you have anything else? I don't. All right, so you guys got off light with me not being able to make pterodactyl noises, so I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try to get my voice better before we record about the finale. Lots so, of tea, lots of tea, so much. Um, so thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>